everyone. Welcome to the Faith of Our Farmers podcast, the podcast devoted to the faith side of agriculture. Each week, myself, Frank Hartley, along with my co-host, Chris Elliott, dive into how our faith plays out for those of us each day that are involved in agriculture. Some weeks, we have guests that'll share their testimonies. Other weeks, we introduce you to ministries that use agriculture to share God's love. And sometimes we'll talk about biblical subjects that tie into our daily work in agriculture. Let's see where God's going to take us to this week. Hold on, let's go. It's great to be with you again here this week. Uh, this is Frank, the co- one of the co-hosts of the Faith of Our Farmers podcast. This week, I happen to be on location at a farm in Michigan. Chris is back home and has some things going on this week, so we look forward to hearing from him again as part of the team next week. And so um, part of my work, I'm able to get out and um, evaluate dairy cattle across the country. And I have had the neat experience of meeting some great Christian farmers along the way. And so this week I'm out in Michigan working, evaluating some cattle. And um, today we have Aubrey Van Van. Van Van. I'll get your last name right. And um, I've gotten to know her a little bit through doing the evaluations and through Facebook. And I said, this seems like a person we want to come on and talk about her testimony and share her story. So, Aubrey, welcome to the podcast this week. Thanks for having me. We are very grateful to have you this week. So, Aubrey, tell us a little bit about your farm, your family, and the history of your farm background here. Yeah, so our farm, Walnutdale Farms, is 82 ish years old my great grandpa started it um, when my grandpa was two and my dad was born and raised on the dairy um, i grew up on the dairy it's changed a lot over the years um definitely bigger now than what it was when it started all those years ago ty stall heard they were really re- into registered cattle and doing some embryo transfer work and stuff but um it just progressed through my childhood um I enjoyed it at a pretty early age, um, was always out in the barn, usually in bare feet, getting yelled at for walking (laughs) through the cow poop, Uh you know? Um, so yes, I enjoyed being, um, raised on the dairy, was pretty involved. We grew up doing 4-H and everything. Um, and yeah, over the years, our dairies kind of continued to grow. Right now we have two places we milk cows and we milk about 2,300 total and raise all our own replacements. Um, and yeah, so that keeps us pretty busy. I went to Michigan State for dairy management and then came back home to the dairy. Um, I did take a couple years in nursing school because I thought for a minute maybe I didn't want to be a farmer, but mm-hmm. I quickly learned that wasn't the case. That wasn't the so, case. So changed, changed that and back I am. Um, and so, yeah, I do all the employees and I'm managing all them, training all the employees, all the um, cattle management, making all the decisions on our herd. Um, so I work kind of alongside my dad, um, and I will be the fourth generation to own the dairy. Cool. So it's kind of a cool family yeah. thing. We've yeah. been through a lot of hard, but yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I have five kids. Um, I married to my husband, Josh. We went to high school together. He does concrete, so he's not on the dairy. 
Um, five kiddos, so I have a set of twins that are eight, boy and a girl. I have a set of twins that are six, two girls. Oh, my word. And I have a little boy who's five. Oh, you have a house full. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had five kids in three and a half years. Okay. So, okay. So those on top of the dairy... I'm busy. You can, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Plus, with everything else life brings with everything it. Everything else it brings yeah, with it, Yeah, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, good deal. Do you have other family involved in the farm then? Um, so my brother's back now. He does um, the accounting part of it. I have some uncles that are doing cropping. Um, and one cousin that does some cropping stuff. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. I have, I'm the second oldest of four. Um, and yeah, my brother, but my other two sisters are not. There was 10 grandkids. My generation, 10 of us. There's only, yeah, three of us back. Okay. So, okay. Mm -hmm. How many acres of ground do you farm then? Uh, right around like 3,000, 3,500-ish, okay. somewhere in there. Pretty mm -hmm. much grow all your own forages yeah. and stuff yep. then? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. There's a lot of mouths to feed. That keeps us busy I guess, too. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. And a combination of what brand, what breed of cattle are you working with? Um, so we have mostly Holsteins, um, but then we also have a Jersey herd. So I've okay. always liked them. Okay. So they this found is a where, home. This is where Chris is envious because he's a Jersey herd man. He has Jersey cows. Him and his son have Jersey cows on their farm. So um, yep. he always he always appreciates seeing a good herd of Jerseys. So. Well, if you need to smile, you just walk through a Jersey herd. You so. just walk through a Jersey. They will make you laugh or <laughs> make you pull your hair out. One, one of the two. two. <laughs> one of the two all the time. That's for sure. That's for sure. Well, neat. Well, Aubrey, tell me, tell us a little bit about your testimony. How you did you grow up in the church? You mm -hmm. know that type of thing. So yeah, we, I was born and raised a Christian. We went to the local Christian school. We went to the high school, um, local Christian high school. I've always attended a Christian Reformed church. Um, same with my husband and his family. All our family is, yep, just Christian Reformed. Kind of been at the same church for since I was little. Um, all that. So uh -huh. I guess, you know, you can kind of just cruise through it. Um, but I think there's some things that come up in life that kind of get you looking at things a little differently. Okay. Um, Would you like to share some Sure. Of yeah. Um, you know, I guess being on the farm, a lot of things can be hard. Um, it's just not an easy profession. Right. That's for sure. <laughs> um, but like 10, yeah, 11 years ago, we had a parlor fire, um, and that was just a really hard thing to walk through and question, you know, what we saw our life as. Like, uh, being a farmer isn't just a profession. It's not just a job. It's our way of life. Right. Every right. aspect of our life, you just don't get away from this place, which is good. You know, we're, we, I feel very blessed to have this place because not everybody can say that they have a dairy, you know, or yeah. a farm. And, That's you know, sure. it's our, it's, it's, I feel like it's my calling to take care of the creation God made, the earth, the ground mm -hmm. we use to grow these crops, these animals. Um, and so after that fire, we stood there and just looked at this giant hole and all the memories that we had that were in this building that my great-grandpa built. And you just couldn't help but think, like, what now? Right. Like, maybe this isn't the plan for us anymore. Um, but it became evident that it was still. Like, things started to fall in place, and we know it wasn't by chance or coincidence, right? We know God's hand was in it all. Uh -huh. um, so just the way that all happened, and things came together, and within 90 days from starting to rebuild, we had our cows back home and we were milking again. Right. So, right. But then it was also, yep, the next couple years, um, and just having faith that everything was going to be okay because he had it all. Um 
Yep. And then, you know, just even personally for me and, um, and having kids, my couple sets of twins were just, yep, kind of a, uh, medical miracle, I guess you could say. Oh, so, okay. Okay. um, so just that part too, like, you know, we, you can have your life planned out and we can look at like, Oh, I want to do this and this and this, but then there's always those curveballs, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And we sometimes think that we know better than God, but we're quickly reminded that you might think, you know, we might think we know, <laughs> but his plan is always better. His- so we didn't want that fire, but looking back 11 years, we can honestly say we're thankful for it now right? right, right because the right. things we learned and you know, lessons, all of that. Right. right so right. I think you can always kind of try to look at the good in every situation too uh-huh. and staying positive. Right. Right. Yeah. Going back and looking at the fire, you know, you were sharing with me earlier that experience of actually being there going through that. What do you do with the cattle? Where's all that stuff? How did you see God's hand even play out in that? Well, just even like as we were moving, you know, at the time, 1,100 cows off a of dairy in 12 hours. Wow. And I remember coming to the fire, and my dad was four hours away, and I remember calling him and saying, Dad, it's all gone. Like, and of course, I was probably had a lot more tears than... Oh, sure. <laughs> my I'm eyes sure. are dry right now, but they weren't then. Right. But, um, and he just said, okay, then we got to get the cows off. And I just remember making phone calls, but faster than I was making phone calls and getting trailers, were trailers rolling in this driveway. Wow. So, yeah, just the fact that God's hand was in that, but then also the love you felt from the community. Because this is a pretty, you know, farmer, farmers are a community in themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're in a pretty Christian religious area where right. we are. There's churches like on every corner. Right. But, um, so that and just like the fact that there was a dairy that could take like 500 of them. Like wow. that if that wouldn't have been the case, like what, what would we have done? Uh-huh. You know? So... Yeah, it was just all of that, you know, and the fact we only lost like 20 cows in the fire. It could have been a lot worse than that Uh and no Uh employees. Just, yeah. So as awful as it was, you could just see that we weren't in alone. Right, 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 Mm -hmm. right. And and trying to put all of it into perspective that it could have been worse. It could have been worse. Yes, it could have been way, way, way worse. But the joy we had when we could start milking again, I remember before... We brought the cows home. The parlor was done. And we said, okay, this is it. We all kind of stood in the parlor holding hands. And our one pastor from our church was there. And we prayed. And even that just brought up a lot of emotion. Because here we were, still here. And here we are going to go again. Right. And we're going to be okay. We're going to be yeah. okay. Come and on. even if we wouldn't have gotten to rebuild, you know, I think it's it's trust in the fact that maybe God did have other plans for us. But, mm-hmm. I mean, what we envisioned the dairy as, what it used to look like when I was growing up and running around, that's not what my kids get to experience. They right. get to experience this now. Right. And I thought they needed the other farm. But right. this is okay. Uh-huh. God's plan is always good. God's plan is always good. That's for mm-hmm. sure. And he never shows us what that next step nope. is very far out there, does he? <laughs> no. Nope. You know, and, and in farming too, I feel like you just get through one hurdle. You know, super low milk prices or a fire or, and you think you can breathe and then there's something else. Uh-huh. Maybe that summer it, we didn't get enough rain right. or maybe the next summer we get too much rain. How are uh-huh. we going to get the crops off? Right. Well, we always end up getting the crops off, uh-huh. Uh-huh. you know, yeah. like, yeah. and it's, that's not by chance either. Right. Right. So <laughs> you find yourself relying on God's providence each day as you go through this job then. Yeah, pretty much. Cause I think if you didn't. You could be pretty sad a lot. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean. Right. 
It is, but you just know that like it's good. Everything's gonna be okay. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes just putting it back in perspective helps keeps gets you back on that track and yeah. Gets and you know, I think it's also remembering that like this farm is, although it's very important to us and it's a huge part of our life. This farm isn't everything. Right. We have our family. I have my kids, and we have you know just our life outside of this place. It's it is pretty important Uh and. Uh You know, we've I've had some um, some family stuff this spring. I had a brother-in-law the same age as me that just passed away from brain cancer. Oh. Um, and so, you know, things like that, even the heart of that, puts into perspective that, like, you know, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Right. So, what is what is what are you living today? Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And so, it's even having a good attitude while we're at the farm, even if things are hard, and mm-hmm. you just mm-hmm. wish milk prices were better, or you wish. You know, your corn was growing better. Right, right. It is what it is, and we're going to be okay. Yeah, you know? yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how God uses things to put things in perspective. Um, up here in this area, um, I get into old cars and old trucks, and there's a museum, car museum, not very far from here. And yesterday when I finished the farm I was on, it's like, I'm going to go visit that car museum and just mm-hmm. walk through it. I got, to, got a couple hours, I'm going to go see it. And they had a neat display set up in the corner there in their Model A Ford building. And they had two Model A's sitting in there that were set up. And it told the story of the farmers in the Dust Bowl. Mm. Of how they lost everything in the Dust Bowl. And the only thing they had was what they could put in their Model A's and drive to California. And then they got in California and there wasn't any jobs out there for them. And there they were. They were living in their Model A Fords. And just even thinking about that perspective of, boy, I milk prices mm-hmm. aren't real great. Grain prices are going sky high, which is grateful for the grain farmers. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you guys are making money <laughs> grain farming right now. I'm, I'm happy for you. But it does make it tough for those of us that have to buy grain. And it's yet, you know, standing there looking at the, that display, God really laid on my heart at that point and said, you know, yeah, things are tough, mm-hmm. but they could be a whole lot worse. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I don't have to pack everything in my Model A and drive all the way across mm-hmm. the country to nope. start a new life again. And so, yeah. And sometimes yep. it's telling ourselves that. Like, oh, this little problem you have, you know, it might seem like a big deal that day or that minute or hour or whatever. But in the grand scheme of things, it could be a lot worse. It could be a lot worse. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Go back to your family a little bit. So you you, you have two sets of twins. Yep. And you kind of indicated there a little bit. There was a bit of a miracle, yep. medical miracle in yep. that fact. Would you like to share yep. a little bit about that? So we just had to have some help having kiddos. Okay. Um, and so the fact that I ended up with two sets of twins is... <laughs> Pretty ironic, I guess you could say. Okay. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. So, yep, we were yep not able to um, have kids on our own when we first started trying, and so got some help, and we ended up with them two sets. And then something I prayed for so hard, you know, to have kids. Then my last one came all on his own as a surprise. Okay. So uh-huh. <laughs> nine months after I had my second set of twins. Yeah. Nine months mm-hmm. later, you had the. Then well, then I found out that I was expecting him. Oh, so, wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I had to say to myself, well, to God, okay, God, I prayed for this for the last five years, uh-huh. and you just answered my prayer, but not when I was praying it anymore. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it is amazing. 
but his, but like, now I can't imagine not like he's a perfect fit in our family. We can't imagine not having him. Uh So Uh at the moment where you're like, what are you doing? God, I am like barely surviving here (laughs) with two sets of twins Uh that are three and under, Right. you know? And I thought, I can't do this. I can't have one more. Uh Uh-huh. And I did, and I was fine. Uh-huh. And he's great, and uh-huh. it was okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. So God's strength carried yeah. you through every yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And now all my kiddos, I'll, my last one, he'll be in kindergarten in the fall, and they're at the local Christian school that I attended when I was younger too. Uh-huh. So okay, it's great. Their little ages and their little sponge minds and the Bible yeah. verses they're learning and uh-huh. the stuff uh-huh. they come home they're with the Bible group. story. It's just great. It's great. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. Chris and I both have grandchildren in the age of your kids and. Oh my gosh, they just, if I knew grandkids were that fun, I'd have started with them. Oh yeah, yeah. there you go. (laughs) That's for sure, but they are, how much they absorb in and the things that they see. And And they're, they love the farm, they love coming here with me, Um, and animals, we have um, cows at our house and our pasture, and so it'll be neat to see kind of the the itch some of my kids get maybe for it. I mean, growing up, my dad never like pushed farming on us kids like uh-huh. I worked after school on the farm and all that but he wanted it to be something that was our choice right and not that you had to work here and you had to come back here so uh-huh. it'll be interesting to see what of my kids maybe right. want to do this yeah but. yeah that's it and that and that's neat that your dad gave you that option mm-hmm. you know it's here if you want it if you don't that's okay well and I think he knew too how hard this can be right and so if you don't want if you didn't want to do it you if know if, it, if you don't have it in your heart or mm-hmm. feel called to do it yes to be a steward of what's there, yeah. that's okay. Because not ever... my grandpa kept saying, "Well, you got, you must have the sickness. You came back." <laughs> I tried not to, but uh-huh. two years of nursing school, and I just no, yeah, that's not yeah, me. Yeah, I tend to call it an addiction. It is, it, it, you know, because there's no real reason why no. anybody would do what we do no. day in and day out. And then my hobbies consist of cows too, so like I never really get away from them. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People yeah. think, well, don't, don't you want a hobby outside of like uh-huh. cows? Right, no, right, not right. Really. Yeah, yeah. A few years ago, we were my wife and I were all excited. We were going to actually take a week vacation. And so we're telling people at church, we're going on vacation for a week. And they're like, well, where are you going? Well, we're going to the Dairy Calf and Heifer Conference. And then we're going to stop at Fair Oaks Dairy on our way back through. And they're like, you're going to finally have a week of vacation and you're going to go do dairy stuff. Yep, because that's what we do. Well, that sounds like us too. Every year, I know one thing is booked every year to go to World Dairy Expo in Mm -hmm. October. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So. We're working on trying to go to that this year. We'll oh, see it's how great. it goes. Mm-hmm. We'll see how Fun it goes. Time. Yeah, well, neat. So, have you had any other of those God closeness experiences in the farming situation? You were kind of sharing some other instances you went through with some heifers one time and some things like that. We mm-hmm. saw God's hand. Well, I guess there's just, you know, I mean, I can think of some, like, I. I think back to like 2009 when, I mean, milk prices were like, I don't know if I'll ever see them as bad as what they were in 2009. Let's I hope, hope I don't. Let's hope That's, not. Okay. <laughs> so we had got through that and we had pretty much learned how to do things like bare bones, like use the least amount of like cut costs by a lot, right? right. Like mm-hmm. least amount of employees, least amount of, you know, medication, anything, like spare any cent we can. Uh-huh. So we went through that in 2009 and it was like, okay, we got good at that. And then the fire came. So, I mean, even that, like prior to that, I feel like, oh, that was a complete, like, 
God knew I needed to walk through that so that when the fire came and it was like bare bones, right. we need to scrounge up what we can to get everything rebuilt. Uh-huh. Like, okay, I know how to do that part. Uh-huh. We can do that. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And just, yeah. So I feel like that. And I mean, I even think back to um, when I was in nursing school. Um, so I was there for two years and at a local college. And there was a summer where our herdsmen at the time left. Okay. And we didn't have one. And so I was off for the summer. So I decided, well, I can do this. I mean, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I can do this. Right, right. So I spent the summer figuring things out and all of that. And I think that's finally what like sealed the deal. Okay. That like, once I went back to school that fall, I'm like, what am I doing? I don't want to do this. <laughs> like, I just want to do what I was doing all summer long. Right, right. You know? Uh-huh. And so I did one more semester, got into the spring and I'm like, yep, nope. This is, this is it. and done. I remember saying to my dad, I, I don't, I don't think I want to be a nurse anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you want to do? Well, I think I want to come back to the farm. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Did you fall and hit your head on yeah. the steps? In the yep. But I also know that I needed to go, I needed to do what I knew I didn't want to do to know what I wanted to do right. in some uh-huh. sense. So yeah. I look back, oh man, I wasted a couple years and this and that, but Sometimes I think you have to go through stuff like that. You to, do. But I also think if our herdsmen wouldn't have left, like, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have seen that I wanted to do this. Right, right. So I also think there's, a, you know, at the time you just can feel so, oh my gosh, what's going on? I, I don't want to make, the, you know, the wrong decision. Right, but right, sometimes right. you have to make a little wrong to, uh-huh. to learn a little bit too. You do. And it's amazing how God takes those avenues that, yeah. that those things where you're going in a different direction than what this is where I think I want to be at. Mm-hmm. And then God takes and uses them and say, well, no, that's, that's not what I want you to do, but mm-hmm. you have to learn that. I can't tell you that. Mm-hmm. And, but I think it's also having the eyes to see that stuff too. Like yeah, to, to have the attitude and the positivity and to see like, okay, in every situation, like what, what is it that I can take away from this? Because, right, we know that in everything, God's using everything for good. Right. And, you know, we teaching us lessons in some sense through uh-huh. everything. So, like, I also think it's the eyes you have on things, too. Right. Like, what, what can we take away from this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in some yeah. sense? But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Being willing to have your eyes open mm-hmm. to whatever's going to come next. Because yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know there. the hard's not done. There'll be more. There'll be more. You know? So, but you also know in it you're never alone. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Makes a big difference. That's Mm -hmm. for sure. So on the farming side of it, so um, you're in here working one day here on the farm and a young couple stops in just to say hi and look at your operation. They say, hey, we're thinking about getting started farming. You know, we both have a farming background. We want to go out and start on our own. What's your advice to somebody like that? What what would you say say to a young couple wanting to start out in the dairy business particularly? Oh, boy. Lots. (laughs) Lots. <laughs> Lots. Uh-huh. Well, it's great, right? Because I feel like it's a little bit of an intimidating profession in some sense. I mean, just because of the fact that it's so up and down and just so hard sometimes. But I think it's also important that like there's the option and the the younger generation that still want to do this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say to have some sort of like I don't know if you would use the word mentor or something. Right. I mean, you got to have a group of people around you right. to help you, uh-huh. even if it's, you know, a couple. Okay. You have each other, but I think it's also equipping yourself with like a team around you. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you can get, you can do a lot when you have like the advice and the help from right. other knowledgeable people mm-hmm. and not try to just do it yourself. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, Being able to admit you don't know all the answers and letting other people yeah, help you with those. To answers. help you make the best choices, decisions, right. mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. of that. Cause it's a, I mean, that's a big investment mm-hmm. and it's, you know, hard to sometimes get off the ground running, but. Good for them. Uh-huh. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You feel that calling? Go for it. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Well, that's the thing too. Yeah. If you're meant, you know, if that's where God's calling you, then you'll figure it out. Uh-huh. And yeah. he'll help you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's for sure. That's for sure. Now you work with all, you have several employees here. Do you see opportunity at times for you to be able to share your faith with your employees and things like that? Do you have many uh, yeah, like yeah. I was just having a conversation the other day with somebody, um, because he asked me if I was Catholic or something. I said, "No, I'm not Catholic. I'm Christian Reformed." And so we, I went on to tell him a little bit um, because he's Catholic, just a little bit like what we believe. So I think, yeah, there's always the opportunities everywhere as long as you're willing to, you know, put okay. it out there. And I have some Bible verses and some random places in like the, in my office. And uh-huh. so I think some of that stuff, I hope they see, I mean, I put it there right. as a reminder to myself, but right. I mean, sometimes it's those visual things that, you know, and I think, and I think the way that we can, like our employees are important to us. Our cows are super important to us. Sometimes I think the way that you are treating employees or how you manage your farm and all that, like as, as a steward of God's earth, right. And all his creation. Like, I think, I hope that's evident to people right? that like, I mean, a lot of this, we're doing this to glorify him. Right. You know, we're doing okay. this for him. This is all his. You're, 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 you're walking the walk, not just talking yeah. the talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 To bring glory to him and not just for our own gratification. Uh-huh. I guess. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Very, very important to do for mm-hmm. sure. And that's it. That's what, that's what makes people want to ask questions you know what what makes you different why and apparently right. something sparked his mm-hmm. interest that he's seen through you then to make him ask that question right that's for sure and that's that's when you start you don't i don't want to say you don't want to get overconfident but that's when you start really start feeling like okay i am heading in god's direction here mm-hmm. and god's using me in places that sometimes mm-hmm. i wouldn't have thought he'd ever use me in mm-hmm. so and just being caring and compassionate you know to their lives and maybe what they have going on and just maybe it gets them thinking like, Oh, why, you know, why does this person care so much or, uh-huh. you know? Right. So, right. Yep. Yep. Do you have any advice then for, uh, so we talked about a young couple coming in and getting started. Any advice for the struggling farmer out there? We know there's lots of people out there struggling. Um, pray. Any, any thoughts on that? Pray. Pray, hard. pray, 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 pray. Yep. Yep. <laughs> You know, we and there's been enough farms around here locally that have gone out of business and mm-hmm. decided that, you know what, this is this is what we need to do. We need to be done. Mm-hmm. So I think it's also, I mean, we prayed that after our fire. Like, I mean, are we are we supposed to keep doing this? Are we supposed to fight to get back here? Mm-hmm. Or like, is this it, God? Are you calling us to be done? Right. So I think it's. I think it's praying about it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's a it's a hard decision. I mean, I think about. Like, I mean, the farm just across the street just um, sold, went out of business. But I just kept thinking, like, what a hard decision to make. Oh, yeah. What a hard decision. But you're also not making it alone, uh-huh. um, you know, as a believer. So I think it's also listening to where he's going. Maybe it is his plan that 
it's time to be done. Mm -hmm. And now talking to those guys across the street, they're just like, this is good. We totally made the right decision. We can just, I mean, they were older, Uh you know, he's in his early seventies. Like I can just enjoy life right now. Okay. So I don't know, like it's hard though, but then also like maybe things will get better Uh and you know, you, you pray and hold on to the hope that, you know, maybe it'll, it'll iron itself out Mm -hmm. and don't Mm -hmm. just give up. But it's also hard. I think when things, when things get hard, right, it can bring us down. It can make us like depressed or Uh whatever, because sometimes day after day, you just get beat down a lot Mm -hmm. and you kind of got to get the strength and the courage to just keep going and kind of sometimes pull your attitude up Uh and just say, all right, things could be worse Uh and we're going to keep going. Yeah. Do you have people around you or a best friend or somebody that you kind of bounce off of to help? encourage you or does that does your family play that yeah i think my family kind of does my husband and i think my kids i think your my kids just give me the you know like okay no matter what i still got all you guys Uh and we're good Uh this is good Uh yeah (laughs) yeah but i i do have a lot of good um friends and so yeah they're a lot of people that just kind of build you up and, you know, so right, I right. think that's important too, to have yeah. a supportive, yeah, trying a supportive to, part of your life, right. you know, people. Right. Mm-hmm. Trying to, trying to find other people that you can, hey, I, I need to talk to somebody, yeah. you know, yep. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. for sure. So for sure. Well, you've been, you were telling me too, some of the ministry type of things that you're involved in. You want to mm-hmm. share a little bit about yeah, something so our, yeah. pretty unique here? Our church is doing a... Um, Dairy Project for Growing Hope Globally, which raises money um, through a lot of agriculture like avenues, but like people will grow corn or um, all just types of stuff. But our church is doing a dairy project, so we are like teaching our congregation, I guess, and the community because we publish some of this stuff. But like, what it costs to feed a dairy cow for a week, what it costs to like. Um, take care of them to Mm -hmm. house them just all these things like so it shows you like the cost we're putting into a cow and then what comes out the milk production and the revenue from that Mm -hmm. so it's kind of a a way to raise money um, and a little bit abstract like they're not necessarily paying for the cow's feed right Um, it's just an avenue to give like the kids and the family something to look at so we're raising money um, based off the dairy cows we named her daisy there's a lady that wears an inflatable cow suit to okay. make it fun <laughs> out in the cows. Okay. <laughs> the cows weren't quite sure what to think about that. When I she first so. started showing okay. up. They were like, this is interesting. So we raise money. Um, we've been doing a lot of fun videos um, and stuff to, to show the kids at our church and all that. But we'll raise the money and then that money goes to farmers in Kenya to help them learn like farming practices and to get them like farms started in okay. Kenya or uh-huh. whatever. Um, and so then in August, we're having a dairy day. Um, and so there's a local like, um, seed company up the road that has a big building and stuff. So we're having games and, um, there'll be an ice cream truck and like promote dairy products and all that. And then there's going to be tours on our farm to let the, not only our church, but it's open to the whole community come and like get a tour of a dairy. Right. Um, so yeah, it's like, it's, it's almost like a double thing. Like we're trying to raise money and help people in Kenya farm, but it's also opening the eyes of our own community to what agriculture is and what we do. Advocate type of situation. Because I mean, it's just, there's people are getting farther and farther removed and they just don't know. I do quite a few school groups here and it's just 
like everyone always enjoys it. I don't charge. It's just bring the classes, let me do this. And cause I just think it's important for these kids to understand that the milk just doesn't come out of the grocery store shelf. Right, right. Like there's a story behind this. There's uh-huh. a family behind uh-huh. it. Um, and what we do here, I mean, we support a lot of families here, so it's just kind of tying that all together for people. Right. Um, yeah, so it'll be, it'll be fun. We're looking forward to the dairy day and I uh-huh. hope it all goes smooth, but yeah. yeah. And raising money for, you know, a good cause. Right. So, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, and that, and that's neat. One of the things we had uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had a fellow on talking about animal rights in the church, mm. you know, and the, the biblical reason why we are able to eat meat Mm -hmm. and so in part of that discussion was um the animal rights groups are starting to infiltrate churches Mm -hmm. and um uh, setting uh what do i say setting their rules up setting their uh system up so they are actually against animal agriculture and part of what he mentioned in that was being more ag advocates to our church members so they understand that and that sounds like just exactly what you're doing i think the the because sometimes i think the 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 animal rights people and the anti-ag people their voices are pretty loud right and farmers sometimes we don't really make our voice louder than theirs exactly so and there's just less of us there's less of farmers now in the united states than there was however you know just even if you think about it five years ago right exactly less so Uh i think it's yeah like taking it upon ourselves that it's, it's also our job to make sure people know what agriculture means. And even that, like really how good of a job we do, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, taking care of our animals and stuff. It's our, it's our top priority. They're the reason we do this. Right. Our cows are the reason we do this. Right. Mm-hmm. They're at the heart of everything. So us caring for them, but it's very, people are very quick to think that, Oh, they don't take very good care of their cows or dairy uh-huh. products aren't good for us right? because they'll just listen to whatever they're told. Uh-huh. So we have to make sure we're telling our story. Right. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Very much so. That's for sure. Do you get into much of that on the crop side of it then, telling your story? Do you see or do you see open doors for that to happen too? Yeah, there definitely is. I feel like the crop part of it, like when I'm when I'm telling or like I've got groups in here and I'm explaining the cow part, I just think it's neat as we're standing out in the freestyle barns and we'll be by the cows and like explaining the feed that's in front of them, just how like explaining how, you know, we have, we have, manure this is nutrients and we get to put this on the crops and it helps it grow Mm -hmm. and just the giant like circle that it makes and then we feed it to the cows and how you know these nutrients that you guys you know most people just see as oh you know like what a vital part that is and the cow makes it herself you know makes it herself so i think it's fun to put the the spin on like how we see it to the people here like how we're raising our 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 own feed for our cows and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, there's the, also the part, like people are concerned about land and, you know, sustainability and all that stuff. And just like, you know, taking good care of like, and, and we're very, you know, um, mindful when we spread manure and, um, planting crops and mm-hmm. doing cover crops to make sure we keep like our soil good and right. all of that. So, I mean, there's a lot of things we can educate people on. Yeah, that's for right. Sure. And yep. so, yes, mm-hmm. cropping. And I think just, you know, with the environmental concerns people have and educating on people on what steps we take that we make sure we're we're taking good care of things and not doing things wrong. Right, right. For sure. Yep, yep. And that, I, again, it's one of those lack areas where people start talking about, you know, GMOs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it's like there's just so much of a disconnect there for them mm-hmm. to understand it's really not a crazy scientific wild thing out there that 
God has given us the intelligence to use some of this stuff. It's not for everybody. No. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, that's okay. But it's also making us be able to feed a population that's way bigger. Right. And if we didn't do what we do now, I mean, we have a, a nation that's bountiful of food. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have that. Right. If right. we couldn't farm in in efficient ways that we do now. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. people don't think of that. But it's also, I think they slap the GMO free thing on just about any label they can, even if it can be a GMO or not. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? GMO free lemonade. People just, think, people just think, oh, it's no this and it's no that. I mean, yeah. they'll just slap all the labels on. Oh, that one, that one must be good. I'm going to put that in my cart. Uh-huh. But yep. that's not really the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. But I think that we're always, I don't know, and that's the hard part too. I think less and less people are on farms. I think as farmers, not that we have to stand up for ourselves, but I think we're going to always have to be a little on the defense maybe even um, of of what we do in right. some sense. Which And sometimes that can be a little defeating feeling too. Like everyone thinks we just do everything wrong. Mm-hmm. People think I don't take care of my cows. People think that I'm polluting the earth. Like sometimes I have these days, like why do I do this? Right. Why uh-huh. am I here? Mm-hmm. If everyone thinks what I'm doing is wrong. Right. right. And sometimes it's just... But yeah, I know different. I know I'm not doing wrong. I know right. I'm doing good. Right. I know I'm doing my best and all of that. So I feel like it's again pulling yourself out of the bad Going attitude. Right back out of and looking yep. at things could uh-huh. be worse. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and you're answering the calling God has led you to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because there has to be some of us that stick with this or there won't be food. <laughs> <laughs> there won't be any food. That's for sure. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Aubrey, this has been great just to yeah. sit down and get to know you a little better. Anything else you want to share with your with your walk on the farm or family or anything like that? Um, I hope I'm here for a lot more years. I hope my kids come back. It's just, yeah, I'm I'm forever blessed and grateful that this is what God God chose for me for to you. do mm-hmm. right. and to work with my family. And yeah, it's just it's great. Very good. Very good. Well, I greatly appreciate you taking the time to sit down and do this. Yeah, no so, problem. Um, and I feel that people will be blessed by your interview I hope today so. to hear your encouragement. So, again, thank you so much. And we will talk at you all next week when we come back. Have a great week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Faith of Our Farmers podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Faith of Our Farmers. You can find links to this week's podcast on our Facebook page under the podcast section. If you'd like to get a hold of us, there's two ways you can do that. You can get a hold of us first through our Facebook page. Uh, Send us a message that way. There's also an email button on our Facebook page. You can email us at faithofourfarmers at gmail.com. If you know someone in ag that has a great testimony to share, or if you know of a ministry that combines ministry work along with agriculture work that you'd like us to feature, or if you just have a good topic you'd like us to talk about, please get a hold of us either through Messenger or through our email address. And lastly, and most important, if you're searching out there today and wondering about a, a faith walk with Jesus, may we suggest you go to this website, needhim.org. That's N-E-D-H-I-M dot O-R-G. 
On that website, you can find a lot of good information about how to start a walk with Jesus, or if you are currently walking in the faith and have some struggles and questions, this website is a great place, great resource to go to. Again, that's N-E-D-H-I-M dot O-R-G. Thanks a lot, and God bless till we talk next time. See you later.